Welcome to another edition of the Golden Nugget. I am your host Rob Gold and this week we will be discussing stories of the week in football and wrestling. So to kick things off this week, um, I'm going to open up with an update into basically what has been going on with myself over this past week or so. So I was at Comic-Con uh, for Northern Ireland on Sunday. Uh, it was a really good day. Nice atmosphere, which was nice to see. Um, a lot of stalls, a lot of traders ha having a productive weekend, which is nice to see. And that, once again, um, we have an announcement for Northern Ireland Comic-Con for next year, which I believe is the 7th and 8th of September. Tickets are going on sale as far as I know. It's either tonight or, which is a, as in Wednesday night or possibly Thursday, um, when this goes out of this week, which is the week of 13th and 14th of September. Um, also, for those who um, who didn't use the shuttle bus, the shuttle bus will be in use next year. Tickets will be going on sale for those as well. Um, they will start off at nine for nine the nine a.m. Uh, buses. Once they sell out, then they'll move on to the eleven o'clock ones and so forth, and that. Um, but yeah, but the event itself, as I say, I was only there really for the wrestling that was being on put on uh, show. There, where it was the OTT were putting on their shows, and that and it was really they were really fun, really fun matches, really fun show to put on. Uh, for those who were there, um, and I say I myself and a friend of mine, we were sitting, literally sitting there all pretty much all day, um, just taking in um the wrestling for the day, and that which was fun to have had, and as I say I had my wee picture with the the guys at the end and that which was the icing on the cake for the for the day, and then made my way home safe and sound, um, so yeah, um. Then we had some uh, football over the weekend as well. We had international matches um, over the week. Um, and now we've had qualifiers for Euro 2024, which I'm just looking at as well myself to see who we've had in action recently um, and that as well. So we've had, let me see, so over the week, over the past few days or so, over the weekend, we've had... Let me see. So, so we had Euro twenty twenty four qualifiers there. So Saturday's matches were Azerbaijan against Belgium, which Belgium won one nil, thanks to Yannick Carrasco. Then we had Ukraine against England on the Saturday. Alexander Zinchenko scored for Ukraine, and Kyle Walker had scored for England. 
Uh, and then Andorra against Belarus finished goalless. Estonia against Sweden. Sweden won 5 0. Uh, uh, North Macedonia won. Italy won. Um, Immobile scored for Italy. And Bardi had scored for North Macedonia. Uh, Kosovo 2, Switzerland 2. Uh, Romania won, Israel won. And we had some friendly matches as well, which saw a highlight of Germany being beaten 4-1 by Japan. And the breaking story from that was that Hansi Flick was sacked from Germany as head coach. And then we had China PR 1, Malaysia 1, South Africa 0, Nambia 0, and again USA 3, Uzbekistan 0. And that was Saturday's fixtures. Sunday qualifiers, uh, Kazakhstan 1, Northern Ireland 0, uh, Faroe Islands 0, Moldova 1, Finland 0, Denmark 1, goal scored by Pierre-Emil Hoiberg. Uh, Montenegro 2, Bulgaria 1, Albania 2, Poland 0, uh, Greece 5, Gibraltar 0, Lithuania 1, Serbia 3, uh, Republic of Ireland 1, Netherlands 2, uh, goals scored by Adam Adea for permanent penalty for Republic, and Cody Gakbo and Weighurst for the Holland. Uh, San Marino nil, Slovenia four. And in that was in the Euro 2024 qualifiers. Then we have Mexico two, Australia two in a friendly, and also Hungary against Shegas one each that finished. Now I thought that was actually Czech Republic, but it's not Czech Republic, it's Shega. Okay. Um, then we have Monday's matches, which were let me see who do we have because some so you have so the qualifiers were Armenia nil, Croatia one, Iceland one, Bosnia and Herzegovina nil, Latvia nil, Wales two. Goal scored by Aaron Ramsey and David Brooks. Uh, Portugal nine. Luxembourg nil goal scored from Portugal. Uh, Gonzalo Inácio scored uh, two. Uh, Goncalo Ramos scored two. Diego Jota scored two. Ricardo Horta, Fernandez, and João Felix made it nine. And that I believe was an historic night for Portugal. That result. Then we also have. Italy against Ukraine, Italy 2, Ukraine 1, goal sc scored by David Fratese, and then Andrea Yarmolenko scored for Ukraine. Then we had Malta 0, North Macedonia 2, goal sc scored by Elmas and Manev. And Norway 2, Georgia 1, Nor Erling Haaland and Martin Odegaard uh, scored for Norway and Zivisavets scored for Georgia. And Spain 6, Cyprus 0. Uh, goal scored by Xavi 
Mikel Moreno, Hosselu, Ferran Torres with two, and Alex Bena with the sixth. In Belgium, five, Estonia nil, goal scored by Jan Vertonghen, Leandro Trossard, Romelu Lukaku with two, and Charles de Ketteler with the sixth, or sorry, with the fifth, sorry for that one. Then you had Israel against Belarus, goal scored by Kineshevsky. And Romania, two, Kosovo nil, uh, with Romania goal scoring by Stanichai and Valentin Miele. And Sweden, one, Austria, three. Uh, Emil Holm for Sweden scored, and Michael Gregorich and Marco Arnautovic scored for Austria. Arnautovic scored twice. And Switzerland, three, Andorra, nil. Goal scored by for Switzerland. Cedric Aiden, Granit Xhaka and Sheridan Shakiri from the penalty spot. And I don't know if there was any yesterday for Wednesday. Let me see. So we'll have... Let me see. So there was no 20, two international friendlies. Mexico against Uzbekistan, which finished 3-H. Raul Jimenez scored twice. Ariel Antuna scored, scored one. And... It's really hard to pronounce this Pakistan players without really getting them wrong. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to attempt that because it's too hard for that one. Then you have USA 4, Oman 0, uh, Veteran Belgian, uh, Brandon Aronson, Ricardo Pepe, and Khalid Al Baraka with an own goal to make it 4. The US of A. Um, today there has been not been any matches today, um, and then you've got the start of the Premier League and Championship matches back underway this weekend, and then wrestling wise, as I say, we are just. We are almost 24, 24 hours away, all outside of uh, the NXT show, uh, where Becky Lynch had challenged Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Championship, um, which, spoiler alert for those, so by the time this comes out, the match, you probably would have seen the match anyway. But for those who don't want to know, call your ears. The winner of the match and new NXT Women's Champion, the man, Becky Lynch. Now, the thing with that is that makes Becky Lynch a Grand Slam Women's Champion as well because she's won tag team championships she's won smackdown women's championship she's won raw's women's championship now she's won the nxt women's championship and because they don't have like a middle division that is all that they have that that is all that they can win you know there's no other championships that women can win unless you include the 24 7 championship at the time and that you know, some may say that that might include, but 
most don't, you know, because it's kind of, it's been, it's, it's no longer there anymore. So, yeah, um, so that was, that is what has been happening so far in the world of football and wrestling. Um, I have not seen the results so far from the latest AEW show, but I also have seen some results from Monday Night Raw, where we had something of a bit of a shocker. So we had the return of Nia Jax, who put a beat down on Raw Women's Champion Rhea Ripley after she defended her championship against Raquel Rodriguez. So that will make things interesting in the women's division. Will they put the strap on the Nia Jax again? You know, who knows? But one thing's for sure is that landscape of the WWE will change forever. Because as of yesterday, as some of you know, WWE and UFC have forged a partnership which they are now in a merged group together. Um, which, as I say, the basically the owner of this group is who'd merged these two companies together as such. Basically, it means that the McMahon family is not in full control of the WWE. So this group is for, is 51%, whereas as far as I know, Mr. McMahon himself is only 30-something odd percent um, stake in it, and the rest goes to other shareholders within the WWE. Uh, I'm not sure what it means for the UFC side of things with Dana White and things like that, but it will make things interesting going forward. So it will. And will it mean that there might be some mix, a mixture of matches potentially? From, from it, who knows? Well, you know, as far as we know that today it's been announced that Triple H, Paul Evescu, will be still ahead of creative in the WWE. So whatever happens basically from here on in is still on him, creative-wise. Whether Vince McMahon is still a part of it in that aspect, we still don't know 100%. And that because we all knew basically that Vince McMahon it was going to be the last Monday Night Raw that he would be in charge of solely, as such, or you know, sort of with a majority, you know, percentage of the shares and things like that. Um. So yeah, so it'll be it's going to be a weird feeling for a bit. But be interesting to see what happens. So maybe they just wanted to buy the company but didn't want to sort of change too much of what was happening because they liked the product 
and and that. But some are sort of finding the product a wee bit stylish at the minute because they just don't, they just don't seem to know what to do with certain aspects of certain talent that they have. And that you know you're seeing the same talent on there enough every week having almost the same matches every week and you don't want to start doing that because that's where you lose <coughs> you'll lose fans and that and that is something that you don't want to do especially at the start of a new a new era in the wwe and and ufc to a point too so you know will we see the likes of conor mcgregor in a wwe ring that's the question fans are wanting to know. Will we see someone from WWE go over to UFC as part of that as well? You know, there's so many, you know, there's so many scenarios that could possibly come of this. But whether things like that will happen will remain to be seen. So yes, so again, um, for those, um, as I say, who who don't uh, follow me through any socials or anything like that as of yet, um, so basically my socials and that, so on Facebook and things like that, my socials are basically Rob Gold through Facebook, so it's spelled G-O-U-L-D. Rob as an ROB. Um, then on likes of Insta on Instagram. Um on Instagram it is just gonna double check. Um so it's so it's Robert the Great One, so R-O-B-E-R-T-T-H-E-G-R-8-1. Um and that's um and then on Twitter slash X as such, um, it is just to double check. So it's Robert the Great, R O B E R T T H E G R eight, and the name you're looking for on there is Rob Gold, as well. That is, and that is my socials um, again as I say this podcast will be going out um, as I say it'll be going out hopefully on because I did want to try and put them out on Tuesday so as I say if I don't put them out if I don't put it out on every every Tuesday I might start just making them every other Tuesday so they don't so they're not becoming so they're not like weekly episodes as such but what i might do is I, I might sort of record a couple put them in the backlog and if i need any to have for another episode it's always going to be there to be done but because i like to try and keep these as fresh as possible with you know football related issues wrestling related issues and that it's a wee bit trickier to do especially when you're trying to include football fixtures that have happened over the weekend and things like that um, sort of thing. So that's why I try to put it out on a Tuesday. But uh, but yeah, so that is pretty much that. 
Um, so this is only just over, just kind of 20 minutes in. And most of the episodes that I would try to like to do would be in and around about half an hour, 40 minutes or so. And that um, sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, so obviously we have independent wrestling um, coming up again this weekend. So now I haven't got any shows this weekend to go to. Um, but there is a show for OTT and Finn Glass. And that which uh, puts the... Scotty Davis, as far as I know, in the main event against Renzo Rose. I'm not, I'm not sure of the rest of the matches that have been announced, but I will know by this time next week what uh, the results have been, what the matches were, and if anything happened at that show that would lead into the next OTT show, which isn't going to be until the anniversary show towards the end of October, which is going to be in Wolves. Dublin, and then Belfast will have a show as well on that Sunday. Then also there's a show in Wexford on the Monday, and it's a bank holiday down the south of Ireland. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to be able to get to that one, because I think it's because I probably end up would have to be working that Monday. But if I happen to be off of it, then maybe, but we will see. We will see. So, yeah. So, as I say, we've got plenty of Premier League action, which comes up. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so, as I say, we have plenty of football, Premier League action coming up this weekend. Kicking off at Molyneux between Wolverhampton Wanderers and Liverpool. Um, Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace at Villa Park at 3 o'clock. Fulham versus Luton at 3 o'clock. Manchester United against Brighton and Hove Albion at 3 o'clock. Tottenham Hotspur against Sheffield United at 3 o'clock. With West Ham against Manchester City at 3 o'clock. And then followed that by Newcastle United against Brentford. Um, and that's a Saturday. Sunday we have Bournemouth versus Chelsea at two o'clock kickoff. Everton versus Arsenal at half past four. And then we must have a Monday night match there as well. We do indeed, which is for Nottingham Forest versus Burnley. So some intriguing matches. So I would normally not do predictions, but since what I might actually start doing on a podcast one is take a note of the matches for the weekend, do a prediction kind of thing for that week as well, and we will just get in a page here in my week, my week book here just to get things we've done so so Premier League predictions for the weekend so again this would be going into Monday's matches as well so am I going to predict scorelines no it's just going to be who's going to win
So I'm just going to write them down first so I can get an idea who's playing and then I'll know. Let's see. And I'm also going to predict some early uh, early early season predictions as well. Normally I wouldn't, but because of the way the Premier League has been going so far this season, and that you can kind of tell, you know, what usually you tend to tell after the first 10 games or so. That's where you get your tell, as in who's going to be fighting for what for this season. You know, um, And then Sunday's was Bournemouth and Chelsea, just writing these down, Bournemouth and Chelsea. Everton, Arsenal. Forest. Against Burnley, I think it was, wasn't it? Yep, Burnley. Okay, so. So, kicking things off with prediction for, the, for, the, for that week. So, winner would be for the Wolves Liverpool game, it's going to say Liverpool to win. Villa against Crystal Palace at Villa Park. Now, Villa got beaten their last match 3-0 by Liverpool. Didn't play particularly well. But Liverpool have been on a bit of a roll, to be quite honest, the past sort of couple of matches, if I'm honest. The Palace can be tricky at any time. So it has the makings of a Villa win. But I would say Villa to win. But it could also end in a draw. But I'm going to go for a Villa win. Fulham against Luton. So this one is one I'm going to sort of judge. So Fulham are going to go for a win. So here is an early prediction of the season so far as well. So the way things are going at the minute for a team, for one of the teams to go down from the Premier League back into the Championship, as such, I'm going to say Luton will be down this season. Because I've had a, I wouldn't, I haven't exactly had a mixed start this season or nothing like that. But because of the way things have been going at their, their own ground, they haven't been able to get it sort of brought up the way that they would have liked it to. They've been, you know, so they could have their home matches there and ready and stuff. So I think that's kind of scuppered their plans for the start of the season and that. And but because they're not that big of a team, they're not really going to get too many big-name players at their club and things like that. So 
yeah, I can see them going back down again. Whether whether they'll come up again next after you know after next season remains to be seen again if that happens. Um, Manchester United against Brighton. This one I'm going to say an away win because United's form has been shocking this season already. It really has. Now to be fair, the game against Wolves they shouldn't have got anything from. If anything, they could have got a point. They would. They probably would have got a point out of it, but they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have even gotten three points out of it. Um, at the minimum they should have got was a point, because that Wolves game, Wolves should have had a penalty, and it wasn't given. Then you had the Forest game at Old Trafford, where, the, in my mind and in my opinion, the referee had he gave a penalty for a, a challenge on Rashford. Now the thing is. This is the one I was talking about the last the last time, where basically Arsenal were awarded a penalty on the pitch by the referee. Referee had overturned up when he the VAR said saying said that there was no it wasn't actually any contact. But when you actually see it, there was contact made. But it looked as if it was actually made by the Arsenal player. Now if you were going by exactly the same way as what happened with Manchester United against Nottingham Forest, then it should have been a penalty to Arsenal. If not, then it wasn't then it wasn't a penalty that United got against Forest because Rashford had left his leg in on the Forest player to win the penalty. So that's to me wasn't a penalty. Then their their equalizer came from a, what I am in my opinion should have been given as an offside and wasn't given. You know, but so some mixed fortunes, and that, and then obviously Ten Hag has been, you know, against referees and assistants and stuff, and yet he gets away with it. He had a go at officials for saying that they got the decisions wrong. Blah blah blah. Club said something similar to that. And he got fined for it. So what's the difference? It's a conspiracy against Liverpool that the FA have. If that was Klopp in that same position and Klopp was furious at an official because of made the wrong call, he would have been fined for that. Ten Hag, what does he do? Doesn't even get a slap in the wrist. Doesn't even get a warning. They just let it slide. Because it's Manchester United. And it's been like that for years. Honestly, it's just getting worse. It's getting worse before it's starting to get better. Then we have Spurs against Sheffield United. I can only see one winner in that because the way Spurs have been playing this season. Okay, they haven't been playing their best in some of the matches. But they've been getting the good results. And sort of tricky-ish matches. Some of them have been, I wouldn't say they've been like, hard matches you know so they haven't really came up against any big teams yet to really you know test themselves out then we have got west ham versus man city now you're just after the international break you know man city would have had a few players away on international duties so too west ham but i just have this england feeling because of west ham the way they've been playing this season too and City haven't been firing on all cinders yet either. 
I'm going to go for a West Ham win, a home win for that match. Then you've got Newcastle against Brentford. Now, this match could go either way. And it's at St. James's Park, home of Newcastle United. Newcastle's form hasn't been great. And Brentford have been hit and miss this season. So, in my mind, it's got draw written over it. But Newcastle are at home. And Newcastle, when they play against teams like this, but Brentford, with their pace, can score goals. And Newcastle's defences can be quite weakly. So I'm going to go for a draw for this one. And so far, it's the only draw that I've got down. The only other one would have been Villain Palace. But this one so far is a draw. Bournemouth versus Chelsea, which is the Sunday fixture. It has to be a Chelsea win. Chelsea win. They've spent so much money this season, Chelsea. I'm not sure how. Uh, Bournemouth haven't been playing that great. Um, neither have Chelsea, to be fair. Um, but with the players that Chelsea have, bought, have brought in and things like that, you know, I think you know they would be a far superior unit against Bournemouth. And then you've got Everton against Arsenal at Goodison Park. You would say Arsenal. And I probably would go for Arsenal, which I, which I will do. But Everton at home sometimes can be a different kettle of fish. You know, and that's the thing you have to sort of be tricky about too with Everton. Just like, you know, they can give you a good game of good in part, you know. Sometimes they don't make it easy for you. Um, and then you've got Monday Night Football, Forest, Liam Forest against Burnley. I'm going to go for a Forest win because I feel like this season for them, their wins at home are going to be crucial again to keep them in the in the Premier League. Burnley, not so sure about them this season. I'm really not. You know, it's going to be a tough one, I think, for Burnley this season, if I'm honest with you. Um, they're finding it harder to adjust to the Premier League this season. You know, so whether it's down the company or whether it's his team, but I'm not sure. But they're just they don't seem to be finding that same level of football that they did last season when they were in the championship. So it'll be interesting for that to see. Whereas Forest seem to have settled down a bit, so they have since coming up um from the championship two seasons ago. And uh, so they've had that bit of a I wouldn't say pedigree as such, like, but they've had that wee bit more experience in the Premier League now, and that with the players that they've got to be able to, you know, stick it to that level as such, you know. But yeah, but those are my predictions for the week, and part of me hopes that they all don't come in because if I was a betting man, I hadn't haven't done a football bet in a long, long time. Um, I don't endorse gambling. Or anything like that. Um, but as I say, you know, sometimes as I say, you know, I used to have a wee, you know, a wee go at the football and that sometimes and that. But I haven't had one since, you know, since my mum and dad had passed and things like that. Um, but like I say, if they were to come in, all all those results came in the same way like that. You know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? 
it's more than likely it will happen, you know. But anyway, that is predictions for the weekend's football and that, uh, for the Premier League anyway, uh, because that's what I will be basically, basic my uh, football stories for the week on would be that um, Premier League football, Champions League, Europa League and international football when it comes to the Euro qualifiers and World Cup qualifiers and the European competitions when they begin and also the World Cup when it comes back around to that as well. So I have done just over 35 minutes of this um, and I'm going to leave it on that note. Um, and as I say, I will be putting up I will be putting up episodes as I can as I say when and when I can, but it's more likely gonna be between either every week or every other week. Um but this one will be going up this week. This one will be going out um once I get this edit out and stuff, I'm gonna try and get it out as soon as I can. So it's more than likely gonna be out tomorrow and that I will schedule it for. Um, it'll be on um, the likes of, you know, like I say, on Spotify, on, on Amazon uh, going forward. Um, so if you haven't checked out the first episode, please do um, let me know what you think of it. Again, on the socials, if you, you know, if you like it, if there's anything that you want me to maybe think about adding in for another um, episode and that um, as most of the episodes will be on the similar sort of subjects between football and wrestling related topics and stories and by this time next week uh, we will have an update on the OTT Finn Glass show um, and the following week then after that we will also have um, an indication of what matches we will have at Fight Factory Grapple Games, which is another independent company um, based in Ireland um, as well, which they have really good shows and that. Every, every show I've been to, they've knocked it out of the park for Fight Factory. Um, also, I want to plug in Hard Knocks have got their tickets for their anniversary show on sale and that. Uh, if you go on to their Facebook, I'm sure the link for the tickets will be on their Facebook page as well at Hard Knocks uh, Pro Wrestling. And that, um, and then there's still some still tickets left for OTT Anniversary Show. There's also for, for Finn Glass as well this weekend. There is also available tickets for the shows in Wolves, Dublin, and Belfast for the Anniversary Show in Auckland. October. So folks, that is me. I have been Rob Gold for this episode of the Golden Nugget. This is Stories of the Week with Rob Gold saying, if you're going to do one thing and one thing only, to acknowledge me, I've been Rob Gold, your host. Ooh, ooh, ooh.